Slot Machines 2K20. Let's gamble. Hello and welcome to Triangle Square to PlayStation Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, as always, Mr. Saw Bridges, bringing you guys lucky episode 127. <laughs> Literally double checking myself as I said that. Look, you did it. It's all that mattered. Uh, all right, let's see. Here we are, communities take. So, Make sure I got all that stuff pulled up, but go, go ahead, Saul. I was going to say, for those that don't know, we're Triangle Square to PlayStation Podcast, where you, can get, where you can find us every Monday at 10 a.m. PST, noon Central Time on YouTube and across all podcast services. If you have found a podcast service you like and we're not on it, let us know. We'll try to fix that. And, uh, of course, here we talk about lots of things PlayStation, mainly general gaming, but we fall in the favor of PlayStation more than anything else. And uh, if you want to catch our lovely mugs here, be sure to uh, check out the links below where you can come to our Discord, hang out with us, and have some general casual chats. Or you can find our Twitter where you can come over there and interact with us. Unfortunately, not with Reader Mail as of right now, because if you did miss out on Reader Mail number 17, that's on hiatus for a while. It will come back eventually, just we don't know when. I'm still kind of thinking of things with the schedule, and there's a couple of gears in motion right now. So it may be a while, but we will start episode... 18 back with a bang we're not going to start again or we're just pick up right where we left off and have fun with it so there's that just in case uh you guys didn't know and uh, you don't watch reader mail now you know why we nuked the reader mail discord mentions and uh the stuff on twitter as well but it will be back it'll just be a while and uh, i think that's really it you know podcast services youtube twitter discord you know as for podcast services i'm gonna throw out Podbean there again just because i think they are pretty cool and uh you know what are we trying to get a sponsor our side of the our side of the deal was that they'll cross promote us if we if we promote them and i have no problem promoting them because the more i dig into it i've actually started listening to a few podcasts on pod Podbean said that Podbean. Well, yeah, well Podbean has a program where if you mention them you can submit it and they'll cross promote Cool. So yeah. everybody wins. You guys get to see more people get in our show, and we get to see more people get in our show, and everybody wins. There you go. You also Bay get a, Actually, I'm not going to lie, not to sound like a shill, Podbean, the fact that you can comment on things, oh, is I the like that. first podcast service I've ever seen do that. That's really cool. Yeah, and I'm not going to say it's the only one, because it's probably not, the first one I've but it's seen, the first one I've seen as well. First one I've seen. Yeah, yeah. not the first one. Brett, what have you been playing? Well, let's see. The majority of this week has been control. Uh, so I talked about that last week and uh, that it was coming. And, you know, this is the first time that Remedy uh, Entertainment has had a game on PlayStation since, if I'm not mistaken, Max Payne 2 on PlayStation 2. Wow. Um, yeah, because they've been, they uh, moved over and then Alan Wake was Al- an Xbox exclusive. What was their other one that you actually played? Quantum Break. Quantum Break. Um, so... Never played that. Actually, I, I liked Quantum Break a lot. Uh, it was uh, one of those. Sh- it was the first time I think, realistically, and the only time that a uh, game tried pulling the idea of doing live action episodes that li- that tied into the game. Uh, but they chose to do it in a much better way than that Defiance game did. That was by Sci-Fi, where there would be a. It was kind of like an MMO game where you get to play the game, and then there was a TV series that came on Sci-Fi that you'd have to tune into. Instead, they opted to do the thing where. Uh, you could either stream the episodes and it would happen in between each section of the game and it would kind of go through and expound a little bit more or you could download them to your system and watch them in real time. Um, I, and now you could do that on... I can't. I think the PC version, you could only stream them, which was really annoying and actually made the experience kind of odd. Uh, but uh, they may have later made it to where you can download them. I don't know, but I knew for a fact on Xbox you could download the, uh, I the want, videos. I want a company to do that with a with a massive budget. For both. Theirs was pretty good. I mean, they had great actors on, you know, uh, and they did a good job across the board. It had uh, old Amelia uh, Deckhart now, unless you didn't change yeah. her name. Um, 
but you know, uh, well, Brian Amelia Blair wife. originally, yeah. And then anyway, she was in it, and uh, of course, Sean, what is it, Ashmore or whatever the guy who yeah. played in X Men, Iceman and X Men, yeah. played in uh, uh, and then Animorphs, what, yeah. And then, <laughs> then it had the Peter dude. What's his name? Uh, Peter Dinklage. Not Peter Dinklage, I'm sorry. Uh, his, his name in real life may be Peter, but he was in uh, Game of Thrones. I never watched it. But You're talking about the guy who played Peter Baelish? He was in Dark Knight Something as well. like that. Or Dark Knight know. Rises? Probably. I don't um, know. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. Dang. You're, you're looking for Peter Baelish. Finger? Little Finger. That's Little Peter finger? Baelish, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, man, he's a fantastic actor, too. Yeah, his name is Peter Baelish, yeah. That's, you got it. No, that's the... That's the oh, sorry, you're right, yeah. It's... You're about to say that's an odd name, uh, Aiden Gillen. Aiden Gillen, yeah. There we go. Sounds yeah. like Watch Dogs main character's name. <laughs> he's a fantastic actor, though. And yeah. of course, he was in. He's he's become a meme. Then, like ten years ago, when Dark Knight Rises came out, sure. he's the one that says uh, talking debate about pulling the mask off. Okay, yeah, okay. It's been so long since I've watched that movie, uh, but no, you know that game was pretty interesting for that take because it had a, a good cast. It actually did do a pretty high budget version of the things. Uh, and since you know they because they decided to do motion capture. Um, you were able to have that great thing where the actors are the same. So they, there's no visual disconnect from when you go into the game from when you're watching the live action, they look the same. Yeah. Um, they've taken some of that forward with them and you know, they've always been known for weird stories and control definitely leans into that very heavily. It's a very stylish game. One of the most stylish games I've played in a long time. Uh, it feels really good to play. The powers are very interesting. You get them over time. Uh, it's got a really creepy, interesting, slow moving story. That's kind of, it's, I'm not gonna say hard to follow as as much as it's intentionally odd to kind of keep pulling you on this line of what is actually going on. Is it a thriller game? In some senses, okay. there, 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 it's there. Now, the thing that I find most interesting about it is that uh, – well, I'll go back to one thing real quick. The thing that Quantum Break kind of brought forward to them, uh, and we also saw this happen in Hellblade, was the idea of being able to mix together live-action shot video footage over oh, yeah. a game uh, to make it easier to set up certain scenes. So – there's a doctor in the game that you don't get to see uh, in in terms of in the game in in flesh in the game, but instead you see him uh, in and you I think you eventually do, but in terms of leading up, you see him in uh, videos, but the videos are all live action that you see him in, uh, and you see. Uh, pictures of uh, at some point you'll see like real people in the pictures uh, of certain characters that are also in the game, and you'll see situations where like. I don't want to say too much, but essentially the old director will show up and he'll be projected over the in-game thing while you're moving. But it's obviously real time. Very similar to like the beginning of Hellblade where the, uh, I can't remember the character's name off the top of my head, but the character that goes with you and helps you through the whole um, puzzle where you have the, I can't believe I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's killing me. Uh, but anyway, we saw it happen in other games. They brought that forward and I can kind of see that. I don't know that. what other game that's been in. Uh, besides Hellblade and then Quantum Break, but Quantum Break didn't do that as much as they just did a game and then live action things. And then Hellblade was the first time I saw them kind of merged, where they chose to do live action things overlaid video wise. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I've ever seen that in a game. Yeah, uh, do you, well, me either. Well, okay, besides FMV games, which are not really FMV I don't, games. Yeah, anymore. I don't really consider that. But yeah, that's, that's, that's what is that called now? There's a it's a name. I don't know. For those, because like you know, Erica, that new game yeah. that came out from PlayStation's like that as well, uh, probably interactive movie or something like that. Because they're not used to they were called FMV games because they were FMVs, you know. But um, yeah, there, there's a new there's a new take on those. Well, no, that says FMV. There, I, I heard somebody refer to it as as a something else, and I was like, oh, that actually makes sense. 
But now I can't think of what it was called. Well, it's kind of like music, right? Genres get really weird. So you just kind of got to stick with what you know. And you you may end up being off from what the person who created it considers it. But if it's close enough that you could tell somebody that and they'd be able to go, oh, okay, I kind of understand it. It's worth it. Yeah. Um, You know, you're close enough. You can kind of portray what it is. Uh, But no, the game, one of the things that I think is most interesting, and I found this out after I started playing it, Remedy considers it a Metroidvania, and I already had thoughts of, this has got a lot of Metroidvania-like aspects to it. Well, you started off the conversation earlier with how you're going to sell me this game. And I think that's You're not going to sell me this game right now, because there's too much going on. I understand that, but I'm saying down the road where eventually... I know, well, I'm going to play the game eventually, just not now. Not, I, I, don't, I don't blame you right now, dude. September's coming with so, so much, stuff. much crap, dude. Is yeah, coming and out, and you're already playing Astral Chain and whatnot. Well, I got so. I got Astral Chain. I got Link's Awakening. I'm gonna play Dragon Quest Eleven. Yep. Um, I'm gonna try to make my way through some Onanaki, um, Man of Madon in October because spooky game. Me and Annie we Fair played enough. until Fair dawn enough, together yeah. in, and October. apparently it's pretty short. Well, until dawn was. 12 hours. Yeah, but apparently this was like six, five. Oh, uh, is it sixty? I don't think so. Okay. But, yeah, like, me and Andy, we played through Until Dawn one uh, Halloween, and that was real fun. And then Man of a Dawn being very similar vein, mm-hmm. similar game. Um, we're going to do that, too. So, yeah, on my plate right now, absolutely not. If anything, uh, $30. Maybe around, okay, cool price. Yeah. If anything, it'll be around um, Christmas that I play this game. Fair, yeah. But I, I do think you'll like it. The one aspect that I, you know, I spoke with one of our patrons earlier and friends, uh, Derek Porter. He messages me and goes, House Control. And I'm really enjoying it. I think it's really fun. The combat feels like the closest thing I can say across the whole game, even from a stylized standpoint, is it reminds me of some of the things from Infamous Second Son. Like from a, how fun the gameplay is and how the powers feel to also the way that, you know, one of the greatest things about Infamous Second Son was their sense of style. Uh, you know, the hyper... It's not actually realistic. It's kind of like realistic, but also leans into the colors and the blast and the neon lights and everything. And that's what they kind of do here. They lean into a lot of these things of like uh, really stylized gray motifs, but then have like shiny red lights that come up and flash up and kind of ties into a visual aspect of the game carries forward. I really enjoy it, but I, I really like the idea of a game in that structure with a full 3D game also still being a game where it's like, we're going to carry forward these Metroidvania ideas in a setting that you don't normally see them in of later on, you're going to be going through an area and see somewhere that you can't quite get yeah. until later on when you get a certain power or key code or something that lets you go into this area and now you can do it. Or something small like there's some mold on the ground and you've got to go and uh, figure out how to get something that keeps the mold from hurting you when you go through in a certain area. I like that idea a lot. It, it adds a layer of replayability and exploration oh, yeah. that a lot of games lack. And I feel like that's important. Well, you throw This a- whole game essentially takes place inside of one building. Now, it's not weird. To, it, it sounds weird to say that on paper, but because of the events that are happening in the game, the building's being crazily distorted, so it's not humdrum. Um, and what I like about that is like the the aspect of wanting me to go back through and kind of adventure is really interesting when you're in a building that's as weird as this because it gives you a, a real feel of like I'm missing something now. But instead of this being a game where I'm running through just one building that's that could have been humdrum, but thankfully it's not. Now it's like well. Just playing through it linearly is not going to be a problem. There's side missions and extra things you can do that right. are really cool. Uh, and and you, I don't want to say too much about the premise because I actually do think it's pretty compelling once you get started. Well, you 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 said it was a Metroidvania, which tells me that there's going to be some backtracking to unlock things you couldn't get to 
previously, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, don't like, I love that style of gameplay. Now, here's what I really like about one thing. For the most part, the game understands how to... The, the game I constantly use as a reference point to what it could have been, that even though I love the game, if it would have been the same style of design, but then as open as it is in terms of side quests and stuff, um, think about Dead Space. Okay. If you opened up Dead Space and gave it a lot of freedom in terms of side missions and things that you could do, instead of just focusing on the main story, the game already had a ton of backtracking that kind of was easy to get around because of how compelling the game was. Right. But if you started adding in a lot of side missions and stuff to that game, it would have quickly become too much. And like, this yeah. is boring. You're, you're, you're ruining. It would become tedious, not yes. boring. Now, but thankfully this game isn't corridory like that. It is more open in its approach, but you are going to go back through areas uh, later on. What I mean by that is that very much like Dead Space, it kind of works out because it's, it focuses on the story. This game is really good at not sending you to the same place twice too often for its main story but you may go back to the same place twice for a side quest that you choose to do gotcha okay that makes sense yeah and there's other things that happen that are pretty interesting in the way that you change up gameplay the main thing is like the gun that you play with is called like the director's tool or whatever and it's a gun that transitions and transforms into other guns so like you'll have a revolver but then you'll hit square and it'll completely change and it'll be a shotgun that you can use to hit it's kind of ironic you brought up dead space and you said that yeah also a, a, a different idea of a, you know kind of like a but it's not an alt fire or anything like that it's more like you can have two forms of the gun equipped and it's up to you which ones you want and then as you continue to level them up you get more and more mod slots for that version of the gun so that each each form of the gun gets up to three mod slots and how you can change how the gun works be it better accuracy less recoil things like that to That's tighten up cool. the gameplay to the way you want to yeah, then you also get good. eventually three personal mods that can change like do you want more health because you're you kind of play in a where you go out and get into action a lot, do you use a lot of energy, which is tied into your powers, you know? It's like, do you need more of that? Do you want your energy to come back quicker? Do you want more health pickup on every enemy that drops these little blue things where it'll restore more of your health per one? I like the game a lot in that sense, uh, but I'm, I'm very excited. I've been, you know, we were talking about being in a slump. Remnant is the other game I've been playing. So between Remnant from the Ashes uh, being a pretty interesting take on the Dark Souls style formula from the same team behind Darksiders 3, um, I, that pulled me up to where this is kind of fun playing with other people. This is I like this. And then Control is kind of the exact opposite of that, something you're going to play isolated to yourself, but it's very compelling and constantly pulling me back toward it. So uh, anyway, what else have you been playing? Because, of course, you've been playing Remnant with us a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I played Remnant for a good little bit, uh, which I'm having a real good time with. But you told me to wait to kill a boss, and I haven't played it since, <laughs> which we might be able to get to do tomorrow. Yeah. Because we're both off tomorrow. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so let me see. I did get to uh, play some Destiny 2 on PC, and I've been having a good time over there with that. Kind of just chilling, though, doing the weekly stuff, mainly because I don't want to spend too much time on it because I'm still kind of recovering to, from, uh, what is it, I guess, repetitive sickness from it. Sure. Uh, before have Shadow you, um, Keep. Before you move too far away from it, have you gone to PC and then back to PS4 yet? Like, do you, all no, I'm, I'm kind of worried is, about how easy is it? Is it something where it's kind of like cloud saves where when you're on PC, before you decide you're going to go play on PS4, you have to upload your thing. And then when you open it on PlayStation, you have to download your, your save or so is it my just, knowledge, you just like, you just do it like normal. You just, and it, your, and it your knows, characters on it's both. connected. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, what I was hoping. For. It literally was so easy setting up cross save for it. And when steam launches, you know, all I got to do is download it, de- download destiny. It's done. Yeah. So it's, it's already active on steam the way cross save works. But um. Yeah, I played a little bit of Destiny Two, um, and a, a majority of my week has been dedicated to Remnant for I would say about five hours, I think total. But then Astral Chain is just taking it over, and 
uh, I know this is a PlayStation podcast, but if you have a Switch and you're a fear and you are a fan of Nier, either one of them, uh, just pick up Astral Chain. It's such a good game, and I am I. I, I've been talking about on the podcast for a while now that I've been looking for a JRPG that would breathe fresh life into me to interest me back into that series or that, that genre. And now it's like I really want to finish up Astral Chain to play Dragon Quest Eleven, Oninaki, uh, I Am Set Soon, Lost Fear. I want to go through all those, but I'm going through them all on my Switch. PlayStation, is but. it kind of like one of those things where you were looking for the one that would strike your interest in terms of like a big change and a big difference so that then you can go back to some of the others that may not have on their own sparked your interest? Yeah, but now that you're back interested, it's easier to go with these other ones? Yeah, and I've always had in the back of my mind uh, that and that I've wanted to play Lost, Lost Fear and I Am Setsuna. And when Oninaki came out, I'm like, I'm going to get that game, just not at launch. And I said the yeah, same thing with Dragon yeah. Quest XI. And then when they announced Dragon Quest XI for the Switch, and now that there's like a, you can download an 11-hour demo for it. So you can actually play the demo for a while. That's a Longer lot. than some games. Um, but longer than Man of Madonna, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But it's all the different things. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things that's, Every now and then, I will love a genre of games, and I want to get back into them, but I can't find something that rejuvenates me enough to care to get back into them. And for a while there, it was first-person shooters. You know, I got sick of first-person shooters at the end of last gen, and then Dark Souls and Demon Souls came through and saved me from that. But then games like uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare with you and Blaze, it's yeah. like it reinvigorated me, and I'm like, okay, I can enjoy these now again. I'm not worn out on them. And... You know, games, even though it's technically MMO, I still consider Final Fantasy XIV a JRPG. But games like that <clears throat> and Persona 4 out through my PS Vita, actually, throughout the, the time I owned my Vita, the amount of stuff I played on it kind of wore me out on indie titles and JRPGs just from how much I played because that system was so perfect for it. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of like, well, I now have the Switch Lite coming out that I'm going to pick up too. And it's just like, this is now my JRPG indie machine. And I'm now excited. I was always excited for the Switch Lite, but now it's like I'm really excited because I'm really excited to play JRPGs and indie games again, whereas I was worn out on them. So that that happened with Astral Genres Chain. that lead, lend themselves well to, to, handhelds. to what the Switch essentially really and is. It's kind of like now I'm worn out on Metroidvanias, but I know that the second that I... I thought I would be, and then playing this, I think it's because it's 3D. It's 3D, yeah. That's it really it changes because you know, coming off of... And I love Bloodstained. I actually really enjoyed it, but I've been playing a lot of Metroidvanias lately. Yeah, I was it, worried about it myself. And if that ever gets fixed on Switch, I'll, be, I'll pick that up too. But enough Switch Nintendo talk. Let's head on into our community's take. Yeah. We ask you guys a question regarding our topic of each last episode. And we go over a couple that we... that. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You're not even cutting me off. I'm not trying to cut you off. It's just I was going to say that stuck out to us, but I was trying to be dramatic about it, but then you laughed. <laughs> at first, I was going to say something else, but then I realized, no, I probably shouldn't say that. But okay. yeah. Some replies that stuck out to us, and we'll go over them and uh, talk about them. But yeah, so of course, every time we ask fun. these, we, we urge all of the community members who want to give their two cents in to find one of our social media aspects, be it Twitter, be it the Facebook group, be it joining our Discord and going into the Community's Take channel. Uh, what we do is... Ooh, don't have to sneeze. What we do is ask you guys a question about a topic pertaining to our last episode. <laughs> Thanks for reiterating what I just reiterated that you already iterated. I uh, know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway... 
so the community's take question for this week was in regard, of course, to our last episode, which was about Insomniac Games being purchased by PlayStation. And one of the things that's been happening a lot since that purchase happened is, of course, what are they going to do next outside of the very obvious Spider-Man sequel? And then also the chance that we've heard from Colin Moriarty and different things that Ratchet and Clank is not done on the PS4. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that it's actually coming from Insomniac? I would imagine it very well would be. There's no as long as Insomniac still wants to make it. There's no reason to not let them. Right. Um, but of course, uh, some people move on, just like how you know Sucker Punch did not want to make Sly Four, and that's why Sly Four was handled by a different developer. Uh, to some people's chagrin, but anyway, you know what we asked was. Would you like to see Sony bring the Sunset Overdrive series to the PS4 with either the first entry or a new entry in the series, or would you rather see them take on a new IP in conjunction with the obvious Spider-Man sequel? Uh, And it was pretty mixed across the board. Uh, One of our friends that was actually helping us play... uh, the uh, Remnant game the other day, Mr. Stefan, and one of our patrons as well, he says, new IP that is a spiritual successor to their action platformers, which is interesting because their two action platformers, of course, prior to all this, is Ratchet & Clank and Spyro the Dragon. Now, that's a type of game that seems to... Of course, Ratchet & Clank came out on PS4 and did very well, right? But that's a game style that tends to do mostly well and has almost always been evergreen on Nintendo systems. I don't know how much Sony would be willing to do a new IP of a mascot platformer, essentially. You know, new IP is unlikely. Now I could see them doing a new sly because you, you already have the, you're over the hurdle of it's a series that at least somebody knows. And there's some kind of a base that's ready to buy it. Day one. I miss my dumb raccoon. Well, but I'm not going to say impossible, too, right? Because we got Knack, and then we got Knack 2. That's not Sly. Now, again, it's not, but it, it is a new IP of essentially what is the same thing as a mascot platform. That's not Sly, though. Then you can go to the fact that for VR, which I think Sony's taking way more different steps with. Which is crazy. We got Astrobot. Never, Rescue pre- Mission. never predicted him to be any kind of mascot, and he turned out to be one. And that game is one of the highest-rated games for VR and one of the greatest-selling games for VR as well. Isn't it one of the highest-rated PS4 games, period? I think so. It's like in the top 20. It's, it's, and really, it's really high for a game that I don't think anybody intended from... You know, that's a game that that, that essentially evolved from the free game that came on PlayStation, you know? Uh, I should say exclusives, obviously. Well, yeah, of course. But that's, you know, that's really interesting that you that you lean on that. So, I, again, there's nothing... I guess there is a precedent that they'll try some new IP throughout the thing and see how it sticks and goes. Um, so, hopefully... Uh, Stefan, I want to see what kind of game you'd be thinking. Do you want something that's real? <laughs> you know, all Insomniac games since Ratchet and Clank have, have always had their their idea of strange... If they have gunplay in them, they have strange weapons. You know, we saw that in Resistance. We saw that in Ratchet and Clank. We saw that in that Fuse game they put out for EA uh, that was less than spectacular. We even saw that with Sunset Overdrive. So uh, do you want to see something like that, or do you want to go way back and go more towards the... L- non-gunplay combat uh, but more like sly or or you know something that's a little maybe a more melee based or something like that um let me know what you think let's see. we have a let's see one of the ones that was in favor of the uh sunset overdrive coming over was vanksix vanksix there we go, 5% blessed uh, over on Twitter. He says, I like Sunset Overdrive. I was upset that it was Xbox exclusive. Hope they do another one. So it sounds like whether it comes to PlayStation 4 in the original or in a sequel, he's happy and excited for that. Josh Ayer said the same thing and said that is his favorite exclusive for Xbox. 
You know, I think it's one of the most standout in terms of an idea. And I it, it would have been it. a really weirdly – it would have been a standout exclusive on, on PlayStation 2 because it's just an odd subject matter. What's well, a standout exclusive off, on Xbox? Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's so different. Than, yeah. Than, it, it's so different than what PlayStation is doing in this realm now even. And it's definitely different than what Microsoft was doing. If anything – I was thinking earlier, Microsoft has done an incredible job this generation, whether some of them have stuck or not, in at least trying to do some different things with their exclusives. For a console that was known as the shooter console in the, in the Xbox 360 era, where pretty much all of the exclusives of any kind of notoriety uh, are really all the exclusives at all, besides Fable, or shooter games, uh, it, they've done a lot with ReCore this generation, you know, doing a very different type of game uh, that was kind of JRPG. That was made by the same person who made um, Soul Mega Sacrifice. Man, wasn't it? Yeah, Kaiji Inafune. Um, and did then, he make Mega Man, or did he just make one of the Mega Man games? Do you know? No, he he was he was one of the big people in Mega Man. I don't know if he okay. was the original creator, but he's definitely one of the big ones. Uh, but then you know we saw them do like Quantum Break, which is a very different style of a game for them. We saw Sea of Thieves again, hugely different style of game from them. Now, not all of these have stuck, of course, but they have shown that they're willing to go out and do some different stuff. So. I got to give credit to them for seeing the benefit of working with Insomniac and getting a really interesting game for them out of it. That's great. Yeah. And now, I mean, it's unfortunate they didn't get to keep it, but I mean, it still is a good thing for them. And I think across the board, this has been a great generation for new IP or at least people trying new IP. Yeah. Um, You know, Uh, but Mr. Vince over on Facebook says, this is a hard choice. It is If it's one or the other, I honestly don't know. Depends on how they do the DLC because the Spider-Man DLC was disappointing for the price that is. Now, Vince, I didn't even play the Spider-Man DLC because Spider-Man for me, I really enjoyed it. And I do think it was a great game and a great starting point for a series that can go on to do a lot. But I think because of the fact that Batman had already set this tone of what things can do... Uh, I, I expected a little bit more from it, and I don't know what it is that it fe- I felt like it was missing. I think a lot of it just came down to weird pacing, uh, as me and Saul said. That was one of the biggest things that we, that that held us up from just being like loving it. Is it felt like the game was kicking itself from being in my favor? It, it, well, it's in my favor, but it was kicking itself from being on the top of the pedestal instead of being like one or two steps down the ladder. You know, because um, it could have easily been the greatest, one of the greatest exclusives for PlayStation for me. Like if I'm going to list you three three exclusive exclusives, that won't be in it. But it could have. Been. I agree with that. Even though I know there are people that are diehard against it, and I'm not saying that. Yeah, I, it's I, different I, I for everyone, agree. but I can't see it. You know, yeah. that's just it for me. Uh, and you also, know, howdy, Vince. Yeah, howdy, howdy. Uh, but you know, that's the thing for me too. Is regardless of the price, I got it with a collector's edition. I ended up just giving it away. Um, I just I I didn't really want to play more at the time. Speaking of which, on Spider Man. And the collector's edition. Did you hear about the game of the year edition? Yes. What about it? It does not come with a disc. It comes with a voucher. Well, that's dumb. Yep. <laughs> okay. No disc included in the in the. But you can buy it physically. Yes. I hate that. It's like whenever you go to GameStop like, and you see the Fortnite there, and it's like no disc, digital voucher included. Then why would I buy this case? It's like Spyro. It's like the game on on this is all on PS4 and on Switch, but it's super it's super stupid on Switch. Activision can't optimize games apparently. The game's six gigabytes. With an eight gigabyte download, there's bigger cartridges than that. The cart sizes are sixteen gigabytes. Can fit that game perfectly. Why do I have to download that much? Why use memory for that? Yeah, that, that could be in odd. a cart. You have the cart. Just add it to the cart. The same game. It's 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 that times ten for a Blu-ray. Except the thing is, is that Switch has interchangeable memory and and PlayStation. Kind of halfway does. does. Yeah, yeah. It's easy peasy, but you know, it's I not mean, it's essentially the same card. thing. 
but not well not micro sd card easy. but micro yeah yeah that's that's super anybody could do that but in the sense of well i mean anybody as, could technically trade out that too i mean i did well not even that well, anybody, any, anybody can literally just go buy an external and plug it in that too yeah that's at that point just a usb plug-in but yeah. anyways forest from trees well I, I liked one of them on uh discord that they uh that that they throw had. one out that'll be our last one sure sean i mean not sean sean did have a good one about sunset coming to overdrive so i thought that was uh Permanent to the the last time we talked about it, he says uh, Atlas Unchained, another patron of ours and a good buddy, especially in Discord. He says I think for sure they're going to do Spider Man, obviously as well as Ratchet and Clank for the PS Five. For the reason I don't think they'll spend resources making a new IP after those games. So seeing Sunset Overdrive until after those games. until after those games. Yeah. So seeing Sunset Overdrive is probably pretty likely. I just want more Ratchet and Clank though. I feel you, man. It's the same thing, but I want more Jack, more Jack and Daxter. Give it to me. I the mean, Ratchet and Clank. Well, I guess thing? technically that's Naughty Dog. Not yeah. Sha- it's 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 that era of games. I don't know why Sly and Jack, Jack and Dexter and just Ratchet. mix me up all like the three original mascots. Well, the three PS2 mascots rather because I thought you were going to correct me on that because you could have corrected me or PS2. I said PS3, didn't I? Well, no. You, no, I'm talking about the number five. What 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 are they? Ratchet, Clank, Jack, Dexter. Oh yeah, Sly. But then you, I guess you got to list all Sly's friends. Then it's Murray and Bentley and Murray doesn't count. Hey, stupid turtle. Hold up, Murray is first of all the hippo. Oh yeah, Murray is the hippo. Same thing goes to show how much of a slow. Sly fan you are. Slow like you are. It's been it's since PS two. Bentley is first of all Bentley is crippled. He's also a and car. He's in a, he's in a wheelchair that's very fast. It's been since PS two. So excuse me that you've if, played them. Yeah, excuse me that nobody's brought the remastered collection that came out on PS3 and Vita to PS4 yet. It's on Vita at least. Actually, did you see that someone actually shared a picture of the PS4? It said Sly Collection PS4. I don't believe it. No, uh, well, but it could happen. I'm somebody, not saying it's impossible. You talked about the one that was like it wasn't box art, but it was like a it was art. No, like it, was, a square? It, it was a it was a it was a picture of what it'd be inside the PS4 case, but it was one of those off camera side I think shoot, you're talking about the same images. one I am I think but yeah like I really I, where it's one of those ones where it'd be very easy to fake and then be like oh this was real but it was an off picture that I was trying to hide yeah the one I'm, camera, the one know? I'm thinking about even had like a drop shadow on it but um but yeah it's it's sorry on PS5 that's not what I meant to type it's type PS4 but yeah it's, I really, I'm actually curious to see if the Sly uh, TV series does pretty good and if they try and do a remaster to see but it's all about gauging interest and that what gets very odd about that so well, really, uh, but I do agree bucks for the for the set and you're good to go you talk about that no 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 it was uh, a it was the Sly collection it wasn't Sly 5 it was the Sly collection for PS4 but it was a offshoot I think uh, mine was like of a computer screen and uh, that's what they took, at least, a picture mm, of. Who knows? There's been a lot of stuff going around. There were Sly 5 rumors years ago for a while. Uh, that's probably been, that's good Lord. PS3. It's been years five years ago. ago that there were Sly 5 rumors coming out. PS4. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree, Atlas. You know, the big thing about that is, like, Ratchet and Clank hit, and it's so weird to see a game come out like that and do so surprisingly better than anybody thought, including Sony, and then for them to not follow up on it. It's ballsy, and I actually appreciate that because it shows that they're – they're not going to just sit there and go, hey, listen, Insomniac, doesn't matter what you want to do, we want you to make this exclusive you know, uh, Ratchet & Clank so we can capitalize on that again. But also, Sony did have the opportunity to bring uh, Spider-Man through Insomniac, so I'm sure that they looked at those and weighed them and said, well, if, you, if you're wanting to do Spider-Man and that's how it's going on, let it go. And they got a, they got a great, successful game out of it, of course. Um, best-selling cool. superhero game ever. So you know what? 
Who are we to say anything? I appreciate it across the board. Uh, but with that said, I think it's time for us to drop off from the, the community's sake and uh, drop to the hop into the news, even though it's not the... you got to drop to the hop to the news. Yeah. Uh, so as we always say, if you want to keep up with news across more than just PlayStation, but everybody, uh, go head over to our partner site that we're partnered with, uh, which is FinalWeapon.net. Go over there and check out some news from some great writers and some good friends. Uh, and you know what? If you like what... It is, then share the articles and, of course, help that little group of uh, hardworking people grow. Uh, but we're going to get this thing going. First thing up is that Evolution Studios' intended PS4 launch title, Drive Club, has been officially delisted. Announced earlier this year, the game was pulled on Saturday, August 31st, meaning it can no longer be purchased. For those who already own the game and may be wanting to play it some more or come back to it or revisit it or have been playing it actively, remember that the servers are going to shut down on March 31st of next year. So March 31st, 2020. No longer will Drive Club be a thing in any capacity at all, uh, which is a shame. You know, it's a great game, and I really enjoy it. It, of course, had some rough stuff coming up, uh, but I really enjoyed Evolution Studios, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a shame they're not around even in the uh, Evolution game. Oh, Lord, what is that company called that bought them out? Codemasters. Uh, the Codemasters, uh, you know, Onrush didn't work out for them either. Uh, it's just been a weird Downward hill form. I hate to normally or interrupt our normally scheduled broadcast, but um, I hope this episode does not mess up because Mixcraft is not recording our audio. Flatlining over there. Maybe it's recording mine, but it was not recording yours. Oops. Maybe you can just get a podcast of Saul talking to Brett, but you can't hear Brett, so then you get a one-sided conversation. That's a fantastic podcast. But, yeah, I don't know. But, anyways, I'm just making sure... I had to get up and stretch. <laughs> well, this may be the first one in a while that does that, but it doesn't matter. We're going to yeah, keep I going. I don't think it actually messes up. It, well, no, shut up. That's not wood. That's not wood either. None of this is wood. Uh, all right. Also laminate. <laughs> Where's wood? The, the window frame. The windowsill. There you go. We are safe. You know, you don't Shit. have a Facebook, so you don't have the oh. whole "Mark safe from a hurricane." <laughs> when I love when people do that, they'll say "Mark safe from a hurricane" in Texarkana when the hurricane's hitting Florida, and you'll be like, "Of course you're safe from a hurricane. It's not even it's hitting." It's not here. even supposed to rain in the past in the next five days. Why do they think we're what is? Our oh, I haven't seen idiots. it today, but I've seen it before in other situations. It's, it's uh, when was the last time it rained? I don't even remember. Uh, Wednesday. When. Pretty sure. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Anyway, next up, originally planned to have third-person cutscenes. Cyberpunk 2077 is now confirmed to have changed to where all cutscenes will be first-person, uh, with, of course, CD Projekt Red discussing this. Now, this one's weird, and I really chose to include it because I don't know if you remember, there was a lot of people who uh, at first were like, the game being in first person was a weird choice for a lot of people coming off of The Witcher. But CD Projekt Red was saying, no worry, you know, you're going to be able to see yourself and your character and everything in third person. We're going to have third person cutscenes. Uh, and now that they're changing that, it does beg the question, and it's the same question I had to ask of Far Cry 5 and then, of course, Far Cry New Dawn, which is why spend time and energy in a character customization thing if you're not going to be able to see your character. Now, if they do it very, very simply like Rage 2 did, where you just choose to be the boy or the girl, which they're going the extra line and saying that you don't even have to be a gender. Yeah, it's just, like Warframe where you but, customize your, 
your build, I guess. Or whatever. You, you choose a body type and then go from there. Uh, but that goes back into my thing of why does any of that matter if you're never going to see your character? And it does beg the question of if that's going to be it, then just don't even worry about making your own character. Is just there not, give us a protagonist and let it go. Is there not toggle between first and third person in the game? No, there was never going to be that. See, I but what was going to so. happen was an entire first person game in terms of gameplay and the moment a cutscene happened, it'd pull out. But that's no longer the case. I'm trying to think. Which is also a weird thing to be hearing about in September when the game comes out in March. In eight months. So. Well, yeah. And I, did you watch the new gameplay trailer? No, I didn't. But I, did, I, I saw that there was one I hadn't got a chance to watch. It, it got though. a lot of backlash. Because it doesn't. Due to compression of the stream is what I'm going to hope and guess. It does not look great. Like like graphically, sure. Which but I mean, again, don't be wrong. That's one thing. Yeah, graphically versus. Ultimately, I want the game to be good. Yes, you know. But I think people were riding the Witcher high of how good that game looked graphically, and sure. here we have this game, which some people are even saying doesn't look as good as Witcher Three. Now, which seems unlikely. There's compression, and then there's all kinds of things that goes into stream quality. Sure. So until we like actually see the game, but like there's a meme going around about Keanu. It's like this is the Keanu from the PlayStation Two Matrix. What is this? Like, oh lord okay yeah. i'm gonna have to look this stuff up either way interesting thing to see and i wonder if they're going to change back and how much work that's going to be and if a delay comes because of it if they get backlash from this who knows what's going to happen yeah okay <laughs> it's kind of scary isn't it just the 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 what was cool about the gameplay for those that are not the gameplay the trailer yeah the gameplay trailer for those that didn't watch it it doesn't really talk much about the uh story or anything like that except about two gangs I'm not going to say anything here about the specifics, but uh, it shows you two play styles, which is like a uh, beat em up and then a stealthy one. So okay, yeah, that makes something sense. Something we knew that there was going to be in the game. So I, I, I would, if I was you, I would watch it. It does lead off with a spoiler warning, though, saying it does show an area and a character later in the game. I'm going to assume that's they're talking about Keanu, but I don't, we don't, I don't really know because they actually which, have a couple of... At um, that point... They did it on an E3 stage, so what does that matter? You know, everyone yeah. knows he's going to be in the game. If they were wanting to save that for uh, for everybody to find out, just twelve and a half hours into Cyberpunk, going, "Holy crap, it's Keanu Reeves!" They've already kind of ruined that for themselves. But uh, anyway, we're going to keep on moving along here. Speaking of Control, the game I am playing and loving so much, uh, it released this week with some performance issues across all consoles. Uh, this depends on which one you have as to what you're going to have and how badly. Uh, but developer Remedy Entertainment has outlined plans for tweaking optimization in the performance patch that they intend to get out as soon as possible. Other plans for future patches include a photo mode, which is, of course, very common these days. Uh, motion blur toggle, which is something that Saul will really love whenever he does get around to playing Thank it. Thank God. Uh, but still no plans for HDR, which we talked about last episode. They said maybe it could happen post-launch. But right now, they're choosing to use their resources that they do have elsewhere. Uh, and you know what? I gotta say, from where I'm at in this game right now, and the way that it plays and, and stuff, you know, we were talking about what developers would we like to see Sony actually actively go after potentially purchasing. Yeah, I would not. I actually think Remedy's a great fit. It would be. The it, more I'm playing there's, this, there's and saying, rumors that they have or that they're going to here soon. They visited and all sorts of stuff, and they have a good. You know, well, all the, they all, have a good relationship with some of the other Sony studio heads and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, everybody was congratulating them too on the release, which you don't typically see. Well, I mean. We're in an age not where that, not that many studios. I really appreciate we're in an age where people can kind of do that on Twitter. You know, it's like Corey. Corey Especially was like on Twitter. Corey Balrog, you know, um, was the one who um, <laughs> I said his name wrong. I think Corey Balrog? Barlog is his name. I said Balrog, uh, and I do that. That, that hold on. <laughs> What's his name? Corey Barlog. Wow, <laughs> I thought it was Balrog. 
Yeah, this entire time. That's a, that's a creature I from you, the Tolkien universe. You can yes, and you can <laughs> probably find me saying Balrog. Probably, but anyway, uh, he, he it, it was a Twitter post where it said "Tell a story in three words," and he said "Control is awesome" in all caps. Of course, he's being nice. He probably actually does enjoy. It. I think the game is very interesting, and someone who's creative like him probably really appreciates that. Weird is that take. a sixty dollars game? Yes, it is. Okay, but I think every second, I think it's deserved. How how, how long is it? Uh, roughly sixteen to twenty hours. Okay. I'm just trying to pick up. I'm just trying to think of when I've I'm already play been it. playing it for probably 12 hours, and I don't think I'm towards the end because I've been doing a ton of exploration. So yeah, I'm trying to figure out a time. You know, I, I'm no. I was gonna say if I beat Astral Chain, Astral Chain apparently is on like 15 to 20 hours. That's then, a little interesting. But then you get it's it's meant for multiple playthroughs because New Game Plus unlocks a lot of things. Sure. But um, I think it's I think it's 17 hours is what the person on Reddit said. But that's fine. Action games don't need to be crazy. No, but they can be. I think you know Nier's length was perfectly fine. I think it was playing the entirety of Nier Automata was like 30 something hours. But I was trying to think if I might have enough time if I be Astral Chain to play because I'm not buying any more Switch games. I'm not buying any more PlayStation games until I wouldn't buy any game until you beat at least two of the ones you have. <laughs> well, I have Astral Chain and Remnant. There you go. But, yeah, I think I might be able to get it between now and the Switch Lite and get it taken care of. Next thing up on the news, Bungie have announced and outlined their plans for their Battle Pass in Destiny 2, similar to other free-to-play games like Fortnite, since Destiny 2 is, of course, going free-to-play in some capacity uh, whenever they launch First Light. Uh, it's not going to be all capacities because it's not going to be the every activity in the game is free. Some of the stuff it's, will still be locked behind content-wise. It's, it's still the base game's free though. Yeah, but the base game, yeah, but exactly. It's still it's a very different game than something like Fortnite or uh, Warframe, where the entirety of the content in the games are all free. There is going to be content that's locked behind a paywall in this. I guess so. Yeah, they need to come up with a name for that. That's not DLC anymore. If you're doing a free play game. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, you know, because at some point it's like, well, okay, think about it this way. It's very similar. Now that they're embracing the fact that they are uh, something along the lines of an MMO, uh, at least, you know, they kind of essentially said that finally. Uh, we're getting to the point where MMOs have all done this. You can play well, Final Fantasy fourteen online for free until you're level 20, I want to say, while uh, World of Warcraft is level I guess 20. that's true. Uh, so, so I guess base game is the appropriate tor- term for that. Yeah, you're playing essentially so much before it goes, which essentially, if you think about the base game, the level cap's 20. Or an 11-hour Dragon Quest Eleven demo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everybody does it differently. But anyway, uh, first thing about that is that there will be no additional purchase required or necessary for owners of the ongoing season pass. Uh, there will be two reward tracks to go through, one for free players and one for owners of the season pass, with the important stuff available in both. Bungie states that, quote, unlike those other games, you'll make progress by earning XP doing the things you're already doing in Destiny. Defeating monsters, completing bounties and activities. This is about adding. This is about a new additive layer of predictable rewards for just playing the game. End quote. Uh, if you want to look at some of the items and whatnot, they are available. They go into depth on some of them in the Bungie blog post, but not all of them. As Saul mentioned, that there's an item that you see in the list, and it's like, what the hell is that? Yeah, I don't. And once but again, they're doing I'm a lot not, of changes with this. So. I'm not keeping up with all the stuff that's coming out about the game uh, until Shadowkeep comes out. I'm just going to binge watch. Like I think it's like three hours long at this point. Uh, director's cuts, part one, two, and three for the game. So there's like an item in there that I don't notice. And if it's anything like Fortnite, if you never played, it's essentially a grid that pops up at the beginning of a season, and it's like, hey, hit these certain challenges to unlock these rewards, but also you can buy them outright with cash. But it's never a pay-to-win scenario of any kind. It's cosmetics. Uh, that you can or still get freely in the can, game through yeah. some other, ma- uh, yeah, some other, and aspect. that could be that that could be a little different than what this is because these some of these things I don't really know what they do, so it could just be, yeah. it could it could be having something else, maybe ship parts or something that make your ship look different. I don't know. Yep. 
anyway, so uh, there's all that. But next thing up is following in the footsteps of other PlayStation exclusives. Sony is sending out dynamic themes for Days Gone exclusively for players who earn the Platinum Trophy for the game. Sadly, this is only in the U.S. for right now. So any of our listeners who are abroad from the U.S., uh, you won't be able to get this at least for right now. And there's no plans announced for it to be able to come to any other uh, country just yet. But hopefully that changes. Did you get it? Uh, not yet, uh, but they normally come out in waves, and I was, yeah. you know, so I, I got, I got the blood, uh, the, okay, I got the Bloodborne two platinum theme five months after our platinum. <laughs> yeah, no, so, but that's see, I got the platinum for Days Gone the month it came out, and they're just now announcing came this. out March. I think what they do is they kind of look and say, and I want to go ahead and say that I think that this is something I love, and I'm glad that Sony does it, even though it's down the road. Here's they they don't launch the game necessarily with the intention of doing that, but I think if they, I think two things happen. Depending on the popularity of the game, and then depending on how many yeah, people they, platinum it, they, see how many they go, people you know what, this it. is a cool idea, let's go ahead and reward people. This is actually one of the coolest community friendly things that Sony has actually really excelled at this generation and for all the things that people wanted to say against Sony and all the different things they do this is a really cool way to just show a small amount of appreciation to your core fan base people who go after trophies and stuff are people who tend to have a, high, a more of a connection to the console they're playing on and they, it's why they like it there's no real reason to want to earn a platinum or, or, or get all of a gamer score in a game unless you're really into that ecosystem you know what I mean yeah. it's kind of like they, they go part and parcel with each other so I've loved this and they've done it so many times now and it's just a great idea and it's even more fun actually in a weird way that it comes down later you know I'm like Oh, I, I platinum days gone. The the trophy, the platinum trophy, was the reward I was wanting, and just getting to play the game all the way through. And then later down the line, they're like, you know what? We're going to give you a theme for that. It's nice, you know. Yeah. So I, I really appreciated the God of War ones too that they did with, with a, a platinum pack of uh, avatars. Never got that. So because I never got the God of War platinum. Yeah. I don't like many. I don't think in that game. Yeah, I think you're pretty close. So it's Valkyries. I know for sure. Okay. Cool. Uh, next up is Mister Yakuza Seven has been revealed and shown with a huge change to the series. The long-running real-time action beat-em-up gameplay is being supplanted in favor of a turn-based combat style. The game is set to come west exclusively to PS4 in 2020. Uh, that one's pretty interesting. You know, we have a couple people, Mr. Hakuto no Poet, in our Discord who are pretty notable fans. I want to say Dylan Kirby, one of our new patrons. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, his icon on YouTube is Yakuza-based. Um, I am really curious to see how the, the fan base handles the, the change in combat style. Uh, I've seen an uproar from some people, but I think it's really unfair because it was a very short stint of what you got to see. And I think one of the things that Hakuto said I really appreciated is he wants to see more of it, then he wants to give it a try. Now, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that you that you can't form an opinion without giving it a try. I think you can wait until you see more, more and then go, you know what, I don't want to buy this. Uh, but I think it is one of those things where... You can express your disappointment, but also not have to be one of those people who actually does go towards that toxic level of as soon as a game does something that you don't like, you become like, well, they owe me this because of this and that. Yeah, not don't really how it that. works, no. you know? Yeah, and that's then, not how the world works. On top of that, he actually, they, the, the creator and, and, and developer or whatever, the director said, they're not opposed to returning back to the other play style if the majority of the community doesn't like this one. But, you know, who knows why they're going this route? It's interesting across the board. Uh, Let's see. Next thing up is... Oh, either way, the game is set to come west exclusively to PS4 in 2020. 
That's pretty obvious. Uh, Shovel Knight fans are in for a treat as Yacht Club's announced Yacht Club announced Shovel Knight Dig, a game in the vein of Steamroll Dig, Super Motherload, Spelunky, and more, where you dig through underground caverns and get resources. Sometimes to upgrade your character, sometimes to just buy different things. Uh, no date was given, and they say the game has quite a ways to go still, but it has been confirmed for PS4 as well as Switch. Um, in case you wanted to get it on either of those, if you've never played Shovel Knight, you need to go do so. Or wait for this, which looks way more fun. No, <laughs> I, I said that just to dig it. He, he said he said Shovel Knight was sloppy. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. Oh, it's gonna be worse. Um, hold on. What 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 was the word I used? Now I'm mad that you said sloppy because I can't even think of the word I used. Um, it feels sloppy. stiff. What? That's the best way I can describe it. You need to you need you need to start replaying it soon. I, actually, the word I used earlier was better, but I just can't think of what it was. But either way, I may try and go back to it later. Uh, next thing up, though, Capcom teased a new Resident Evil title uh, codenamed Project Resistance, with, of course, the RE being in red. The game looks like a spinoff game in the vein of something like Resident Evil Outbreak, maybe even a Resident Evil Outbreak remake, but I'm... Probably not. Uh, more will be revealed on September 10th in a live stream on the official Resident Evil YouTube channel at 8 a.m. PST. Uh, so, of course, if you want to be up bright and early and looking at that, you can. Next thing up, uh, with Saul talking about getting Man of Madon, with that being released, the next chapter for the series, the Dark Pictures Saga, uh, is Little Hope, and it was announced for a 2020 release with a cool teaser trailer. So is there three titles in this, or is there two? I mean, four. They haven't said. This is not... No, I'm saying so far. Oh, right now, is these just, are the only two that are okay, known. I guess I'm getting a playlink game mixed up into that. Is What is that playlink game called? Hidden Agenda? Yeah, is that not part of this? No. Okay. No, not at all. Is but it, it was by made the, by the same developer. Yeah, it's made by Supermassive. Yes. Okay. Same engine, too. Yeah. but It even has the same star in it, too. I like pizza. Or let's get a pizza. <laughs> okay. Rami Malek. <laughs> yeah. Love that guy. I'm pretty sure he was in... Um, I don't in, think he was, but he might have been. Uh, next thing up, the PS Plus games for September have been revealed, and I actually got to say, yeah. across the board, everybody seems to be down for this month. Uh, anyway, the games will be available the day after this airs, which is September 3rd is when they're available. The games are Batman, Arkham Knight, and Darksiders 3. Saw so how you feeling about the, that lineup of games. You know, It's we, a really good lineup. It's the first lineup in a long time where I've been like, oh, don't get me wrong, Arkham Knight is by no means a new game, and a lot of people own it, but it's a great game, even if it's probably the weakest of the series, in my opinion. Still great. And Darksiders 3 is a really new game. It's not even quite a year old. You know, and, uh, and thanks that, to PS Plus, I have all the Darksiders games. See, that's I thought about that too. I was like, you know, I already bought them all, but I own them all. Not a fan of the first one. Even if I don't care. And if the first one's like the second one, I'm probably not going to be a fan of the second one. No, but. the second one's way different. And three is way different than both okay, of them. Okay, cool. Th- that's a, essentially where it comes down to. I'm going to have to watch a lore video. One is like old God of War, PS2 style God of War, and Zelda kind of fused together. Two is kind of yeah, like... Yeah, but it, it plays... It, and this is no slight to it, just to me for not playing it then. It feels like a product of the era. Too much. Feels, I could see that. Feels just like a PS2 and, game. and War is clunky. He's a big main character, whereas Death is very is like nimble and agile. Did I play a Spawn game on PS2? Because I think there's a Maybe. Spawn game that I played that actually reminds me of it now. But um, but yeah, like I do want to go through two because two I hear is the most Zelda like of them all. I, I disagree with that. I think see, that's what Seth always told me. I don't. I don't think Seth even played two. Maybe well, he one was is the most Zelda like. Maybe of them he all. was talking about one, but I thought now, he was. Now he did about, play one and beat it. I thought he was talking. Okay, then that might have been it. Yeah, Spawn Armageddon. I would guarantee that you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, it's a perfectly fine thing. I mean, the, the first game is good, but the second game is way better to me. 
personally. So I'll probably look up a lore video on the first one and then And it's the way one. different. Again, there's uh, it's got a little bit more Prince of Persia like elements to it and then Diablo like gear speaking to it. My, speaking my lingo. Where there's things where you'll run and you'll jump off and get on a pillar and have to turn around. It's way more platformy. Uh, it's also got hub worlds that you go into. So you go into a hub world and it's a very big area that you can go through and ride your horse around on. That's cool. Uh, so it does have some kind of like the Ocarina of Time elements in there. What's your horse's name? Well, oh, um, I can't remember right now. Um, de- it's death because the horse is, di- is every, it, everybody horse is different. All the horsemen have their own horse. Isn't it pestilence? Because uh, uh, you're playing as death, right? Yeah, I think, I, it's I think it is. I might be wrong there. It's been a while. God of Death's horse name, I guess. Hold okay, on, not- here we are. Uh, Ruin is his name. I wonder where I got pestilence from. Then I wonder what horse that is, or is that wait. Furies no. is uh, hold on. Okay, we'll we'll do a sidetrack here. Rampage is hers and Dark Side. Okay, of I don't know where I got pestilence from. I mean, pestilence is normally you know when they look at it, it's like the it's one of the four horsemen in a weird sense to an extent. Um, Was that name ever featured in a Dark Siders game before? No, because Dark Siders put Fury in instead of the, what the, what it normally is. You know, which is pestilence, right? I think it is. Yeah, I think it's it's war, death. Strife and pestilence is that right? Famine, famine. Yeah. So I think I think God of I think Darksiders changed two of them. It's just the same basic idea, but they go yeah. off and change some of the stuff. I do not like this next part of news. Oh yeah, let's go ahead. The Lion like King it. and Aladdin games from the SNES and Genesis era are being remastered and brought to current gen consoles. These were revealed at the GameStop managers conference and leaked through an image shared online. The game <laughs> are coming this fall if the image is to be believed. That's my favorite part is that you are at a, at a, at a conference full of managers and someone leaked the image. Yeah, but that happens all the GameStop, time. GameStop closed down. Uh, the Last of Us 2 had new gameplay shown at the GameStop managers conference as well. What? Okay, never mind. That's going to be too many of a statement to make. But yeah, like I loved Lion King on the Genesis. Uh, Aladdin was a terrible game. But Lion King, everybody says Lion King was really hard. It's it, the game. I remember a, it, it's, like an old school challenge of it, but I don't remember it being hard. No, it is because of the way you know how a good like a well designed game has a uh, a like difficulty a curve and that, stuff. Well, a difficulty curve that builds with you. That's that game you does said. not have that. You said show it. I was too floaty. No, I didn't. I didn't. didn't? I did not say floaty. So he didn't say slide, but we'll get to it. We'll get down to this case. It, it was not a word that's immediately de- derogatory. It, oh, I know. It, it's only it's something I don't like in games. Yeah. So it only is bad to me, but other people will be like, oh, that's exactly what I like in a game. You yeah, because Lion King was floaty. Lion King's very floaty. And it's hard because okay, of that. Okay, do you not remember... Do you know there's a there's a puzzle like the second or third level? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now. I remember like with the first monkeys and could, the last level. That's you, okay. all I remember that there's game. a there's a puzzle in this game. Uh, that's all I remember. Where there's monkeys and you have to go and kick this monkey and then go to the other side of the thing and then kick this monkey and then flip around some and then go to another monkey and hit that monkey. Go back to start. It, all of it's this and it takes like 15 minutes to get through. And if you mess up, you got to restart it all. Wasn't it like um? And I could be remembering that slightly wrong, but it's definitely close to that. Wasn't it like, a, not Tetris, but like where you have to go move apart so another one can move kind of puzzle? I don't recall that, but I never beat the game either. I beat the game, or I technically... We my, rented it from Blockbuster. Me, me and my cousin beat the game. <laughs> I think he actually beat the game, but I was there. Sure. It was, it was fun. No, Lion King, though. Uh-uh. No. I, mean, I mean, Aladdin, yeah, Aladdin, no. It's a, I mean, I played Aladdin, Aladdin was fine. I mean, it's not a great game, but... It is what it is. I'm not interested in either of these. I think these are games that are 
eh, but I do think I mean, they're yeah. I think they're well remembered. That's that monkey puzzle. I don't remember that at all. And it's horrible. No. But also I do I actually think that visually the game looks really good. Oh yeah, dude. Like yeah. Oh, that's why I'm excited for Dragon Quest Eleven to have the A bit mode. What was like, weird about really Aladdin, cool. if I remember Aladdin right, didn't they not have like they had like sprites of things that are not even in the movie i couldn't tell you dude like we played the same weekend and i hated that game so much <laughs> all right we're gonna get through this real quick so we can get moving uh xbox exclusive timed exclusive rather uh, ashen has been confirmed to be coming to ps4 and switch yes! on december 9th this year ashen is a souls like game that came out to xbox one last year in case you didn't know um game looks ph- phenomenal it got rated really highly uh, i'm glad to see this coming i really didn't want to have to play it on uh, on uh, Xbox mainly because this is a type of game that is something that is right up my alley to platinum, depending on what the trophy list looks like. Yeah, and so, I, you know, I looked it. Now you know, I said uh, now for you is this a is this a PS4 game or is this a Switch game? It's a PS4 game. Um, but uh, you know how I said that Remnant reminded a, you of gives me a weird absolver. Yeah, this, this does too. Yeah, and I actually I I got whenever you said it about Remnant, it clicked. But as soon as I saw Ashen, I was like, that was like if you made absolver into a souls game which kind of already did with like the weird checkpoint system that game had. that's true that's true absolver was a really odd game but i like really good game yeah yeah it was really cool uh very different combat style but anyway that wraps up the news and we're going to head into our main topic which um if anybody has of course seen you may not keep up with sports games but there's been some big hate thrown towards nba 2K20. Don't, don't forget about gta 5 too we can throw that in there their next casino, their next DLC is literally casino DLC. <laughs> All right. Well, this one is interesting in I particular. I even call GTA 5 uh, casinos. NBA 2K20 trailer. And I'm reading this. Uh, I'm recapping this. Of course, I saw the video myself and saw it. But having something in front of me to recap it all is very nice. So GameSpot's article, NBA 2K20 trailer gleefully reveals its loot boxes and gambling mechanics. Spin to win is their little tagline. Um so they're talking about on here, one of the things that was shown is a trailer that I swear to you so many people thought was fake. And because it, they, it looks fake. That does not look like that belongs in a game, people, let alone a basketball game. People thought it was a parody. I didn't even think it was a parody. I the, thought it was the, fake. It's the perfect thing in our current climate of everybody talking about the problem of uh, of what we call it, loot boxes and microtransactions. It's the perfect thing that feels like something you'd expect from a parody video. Like somebody took the thing and cut in these ridiculous things they made themselves. But uh, essentially, there is a my team mode in the game. And this is kind of similar to like the uh, if, if I, closest thing I can kind of guess from what I see is similar to like the FIFA um, golden team or whatever the hell the thing was called uh, for FIFA where you can build your team based off of card packs that you can pick up. Um, so it's very similar to that, and it shows by opening card packs, you'll hopefully get rarer and more highly rated players that can even evolve like Pokemon, is what it says in this uh, in this year's game. So essentially, it says by racking up wins in this reimagined triple threat mode, you can earn in-game currency, more card packs, and a chance to spin to win for various jackpot prizes. You can buy those cards with real money too, can't you? That looks to be the problem is that not only can you do that, but you can also spend real money on them. But let's keep reading, make sure we're looking at that right. It says there are also ball drops where you get to watch a pinball fall through a series of pegs, hoping it lands on one of the color-coded platforms in the way due to presumably win some kind of player card. There's also a literal roulette wheel and a slot machine just in case the gambling mechanics weren't already obvious enough. Um, each of these activities has appeared in the series before in some form or another, but dedicating an entire trailer to cheap games of luck is particularly tone 
tone deaf. And again, that's what I get to. That's what makes this feel like it was someone doing a parody video because they're right. I know that the My Team thing has already been in there. It's something that we've seen in, in other sports games already come out. I think it was started in FIFA, which is actually, uh, of course, EA. And then 2K is actually, of course, 2K. But they're just borrowing some of these things. And it's so ridiculous. They're seeing which one can get away with the most first. Well, and think about this. This is coming off of the same thing. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't it NBA 2K19 that we just talked about that went on sale for $3? Yeah, then, and then, then updated with advertisements. Yeah. It, it's like they had an opportunity. One of the things that people could say is like, well, maybe they're only doing that because 2K20 is about to come out. But now you're doing just as odd, weird, no one would expect this things for 2K20's marketing, if nothing else. Even if these things were in the game, you might have been able to get everybody on your side and not worry about it if you did not show an entire trailer that was dedicated to this. Yep. And I, what was funny is they removed the video from their Facebook because they posted it. And, of course, I'm in a couple of gaming groups on, on Facebook. And someone shared this. They're like, this is ridiculous. And I watched it. Went back to watch it like three minutes later. So I got to show my coworker who loves the NBA 2K series. And I was trying to show him it. And it said the video had been removed. So they got so many people throwing hate to them that they just completely deleted the I wonder the if this is still on YouTube. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is, NBA, uh, but it's hard to say because look, the video is unavailable. Video is private. They they took, they took it off. Let's see. <laughs> no, I see a lot of reaction videos though. And you know what? You can probably still see it in the reaction video if it showed it in real time. You know, or I could go to the Wayback Machine and maybe it'll still be there. Maybe it'll still be there. I don't know there. how close you can go back to that though. I don't know, but you know. This particularly comes off, you know, we're, we're on a period where we talk about EA, which is constantly either talking about microtransactions and defending them, saying that they're, uh, what do they call them, luck mechanics? <laughs> it was some ridiculous. Technically, a gambling's luck. Yeah. And that's, it was, either way, it was, oh, it was surprise mechanics. Yeah. That's what they said. Uh, and, you know, it's coming off of that and people talking about how tone deaf that felt on top of it. So you have EA doing this, and this is not even EA, surprisingly, but you have EA kind of showing two sides of the same coin. On one hand, they're saying that these are surprise mechanics and defending what they've done. And then on the other hand, they're showing games like Anthem and uh, Need for Speed and saying, and in Battlefield and saying, no microtransactions ever. Um, it, it, it It's so weird. And then you come over and you see a game series like 2K, which has done very well for themselves, so much so that it literally blew out the NBA Live series that EA actually does do. Uh, and now we're seeing them resort to all these weird things to either further make money. It's hard to understand what's going on. And it, and it goes back to that thing that we've echoed a few times where you say it enough times, it starts to just feel more and more like a, like an excuse more than something that, you know, cause there's excuses exist in two ways. Right. Ex- excuses exist in where it's an excuse, but it's also 100% true. That's a reason though, but that's a, it, now it's still technically an excuse, yeah. but it's true. And it's a reason as to why something happens. Yes. Then you have things where people see opportunity to use an excuse to get away with doing things that have no real reason to need to be done. And, you know, we Saul and I have echoed plenty of times that games are getting more and more expensive to make. Yeah. But, and definitely when you're dealing with like games like this that have licensed things, you're talking about licensed players, licensed teams, licensed merch, they have Nike deals and all that coming into this. How much they were paid and or have to pay to get these things in the game is very weird, and nobody besides the people on the back end understand that. But to do something like this, it seems like you're trying to scrape by and get as much money and weird stuff as you can out. And then, of course... To parents who are going to try and buy this game for their kid who may see this thing and their kid goes, I want 2K20. They're going to look at it and be like, all this game's doing is teaching you to gamble. 
Yeah, and I mean, and, and I did, way I, more severely. I looked it up on than other ones. I looked it up on Google a second ago about GTA Five, and it turns out that the GTA Five DLC is just a casino where you bet your in-game money. I don't know though, and this is something that reasonable, I know, and that's also a game that's aimed at adults. Yeah, and I know that's something that Ryan or John will help me out with here because we played online together. Is that can shark cards be converted into cash, like GTA GTA cash? I'm pretty sure that's what they are, but I don't know. But I also don't know what the point of this would be that if you can buy in-game currency with real money, why would you spend in-game currency to get the same amount back? Like this sounds more like a social aspect, right? Yes, yeah. This doesn't sound like there's much at stake here that like that that you know you, you can't get without that money anyways. Well, Whereas, and we've talked about Grand Theft Auto 5 is one of those games where it's full of every kind of activity. Yeah, you can literally you can play golf. Yeah, you can go play tennis. You can ride a bike. You yeah. just go run it's, around the hills. It's, you it's can golf. You amazingly, can, like stuffed with everything you want to do in the game. So why not put gambling in there? And again, it comes down to the it's point an where M-rated game. it is a game that's M rated. Whereas this is a game that's rated E for everyone, or maybe T for team. But I'm pretty sure it's rated E for everyone. I think it's T for team. I think most sports games are nowadays because just of the violence, uh, profanity in their soundtracks. I could see that as well. Uh, but I'm or I could see it that. being everybody ten plus as well. I keep forgetting that exists. It might be. Oh, that. it's it's E for everyone. Mild language is uh, is their only. Okay, marker. so there's language in it, but it's just not enough to. Okay, yeah. Whatever. So, but that goes back to the same 10 thing. Plus, then, like, why is that not ten plus? That's such a useless rating. I don't know what the ten plus rating actually is. That's a good question, but that's not the point of what the. No, is. yeah, that's just a mini um, rant for me. But for 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 NBA specifically, like that just sounds like ridiculous. And I think that what happened was they tested the waters with the outrage of the NBA 2K19 scandal with the advertisements. I wonder how quickly this was implemented into the game. Like, I wonder if a mo- or two months ago when we saw this happen with the game and outrage, I wonder if they've implemented it since then because they essentially didn't get as much outrage as they thought, so they think, we'll just get away with it. Because no matter what, people are still defending this. They so you're saying games. coming off of the 2K19 drama, do you, are you saying that they kind of use it to I test the water? I wonder if that was calculated, yeah. Or I wonder and if... And then say, hey, in the new game... Based off of the reaction we get from that, how far can we push it in the new yeah. game? And I wonder, because they, they obviously I saw people on Twitter defend the advertisements and stuff. Sure. And to a, to a point, you know, when you get a cheap game at that rate, we've even talked about it before. Like, would we, would, I, wouldn't, I would not personally have advertisements in a video game. I would pay the premium whatever to get rid of them. But I, I said that it would make sense to have advertisements if you're buying a game for $3.99 that's, a, at that point in time, still a $30, $40 game. Yeah, exactly. Now, if, so, you wanted, if you wanted to say, hey, um, for people who want to buy this game brand new, we're going to lower the price brand new forever to $30. Or if you want to buy the game for the for a tenth of the cost, you can spend $3 on it, but there will be advertisements on it. That way, a group of people, they still get in sales technically from a certain group of people, but people who may have otherwise not picked up the game until way later and maybe even used will now pick it up where yeah. they get the real money instead of getting it from GameStop or other you know brick-and-mortar uh, traded game store and but are also willing to give up that cost difference to go, hey, you know what? I pay I pay seven dollars a month for Hulu instead of thirteen because I don't mind advertisements. It's the same market of people. Yeah, and you and know what? Weirdly, I exist in that market on Hulu. It's just I, not you know, in the yeah. It's it's just one of those that's not in the uh, in the video game realm. Yeah, it's it's, it's unheard different. of in video games. Yeah, it's different because you know you're used to TV with commercials from growing up. It's yep. crazy. There's gonna be a generation soon that may not be used to that, but. Um. Yeah, we're used to TV and commercials. It, it makes sense. If I can get rid of the commercials, then so be it. But with video games, it's really weird and how that kind of works. And I don't agree with what they're doing. And I've I've said this on the podcast multiple times before too. 
that microtransactions aren't always a bad word. You know, games like Fortnite, Destiny, they actually, and I hate to say it, but they do it right. You know, it's free to play. You have these microtransactions to support the game. I said about two weeks ago, maybe three, that literally the microtransactions off of one skin, an in-game item that you bought yeah. in Destiny, funded a secret mission and weapon drop. That that one skin package funded all of that. That's the kind of stuff that I want to see. And, you know, for, for big titles like Shadow of War that can give you boosters to make your... that. That's different, where you you pay to get your leveling done faster, or you pay for progress. I think paying for vanity items, cosmetic items, stuff like that is fine. I think paying for progress in any form of that sense is not fine. You know, and there are exceptions to that rule. Multiplayer games that have classes that you could buy outright without having to level them up. I've done that before. If I'm yeah. 14, you could buy a level 60 scholar, yeah. which at that point, the max level is like 70 or 80. Uh, and you know, or I think it's a level 40 scholar, whatever it was that I bought. And I was just like, okay, I don't have enough time to play a character up to this level. This will take literally 50 hours to do for one character. So I'm going to buy this character, get him up to this level and I'm going to have him instantly. I'll be able to go start grinding him out for the next 10 or 20 levels, whatever it was. And I think that's fine, but I don't think it's fine to put like useless unlockables behind slot, literal slot machines. That's not fine. That's gambling at that point because I know what I'm getting when I'm buying a class. Yeah, I know what I'm getting when I'm buying a skin. I don't know what I'm getting when I put it in a slot machine. And that's why I don't gamble in real life. I've been gambling twice in real life. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. And I don't think it's it's not going to be fun in a video game. Like it's just it's one of those things that especially you're just you're blatantly doing it is the problem too. Well, you know, one of the things we talked about was like and this oddly enough ties into like the who is it blamed for certain things when you keep going through at some point, you know, we talked about parents putting their their kids down in front of a TV um, and, and to be their babysitter and how that can have effects on the way that they view the world and all these different things. And not talking to them about things uh, back a couple episodes back when we were talking about uh, video game violence and all that different stuff. Uh, but, you know, one of the things about that is that at some point you also have to that now weirdly enough this is a weird situation where the trailer completely reveals all of their things so if, if the parent even spends a little bit of time looking into the game they'll can they can find it out but it's hard to want to completely fault the parent on something like this a lot of the faults on something like this which can be seen as teaching children to gamble and maybe starting a very addictive trait in them early on it's hard for a parent to, if you go into a store, this is what I kind of mean. If you're a parent who kind of keeps up with stuff, but don't really worry about it too much. And you're just like, okay, uh, I'm going to look at the game on a game by game basis and look at the cover and what it says as a rating. And I'll judge whether I want to get it for them off. Then even parents who are being responsible can be easily tricked by this game. You know, if you're a parent that goes in and says, um, your, your kid goes, Hey mom, I want to play grand theft auto, um, five. And then yeah. you go, we'll go grab the case. And you look at it and you see what it's rated for. And you go, absolutely not. Uh, you know, even though it's mature, I'm going to go and scan through and I can judge what I do and don't want you to see. And this one just goes too far above. Then they go, well, Hey, can I get NBA 2k 20? And they look and they go, look, rated E for everyone. It's basketball. What can it possibly do to harm you? pick it up, go play it. I'll never even bother watching you play it. They may never even know that their kids are being taught something like this. And that is a, I know yeah, that's, that's a, a, it's a it's an problem. extreme example. It really is, but it still happens. It still happens. And I do think it comes down to at this point, the publisher is the person who does have, they share at least 
some of the blame, you know, and that is what gets weird about this is, you know, we were talking about the, the biggest thing here is, is the, is the word particularly tone deaf. Um, is it, it's don't say so, that I'm tone deaf. huh? Listen, don't say that I'm tone deaf. No, <laughs> Seth, maybe. <laughs> I think Seth's monotone. He is monotone. That's actually more, but I am definitely tone deaf. Um, but you know, it's, really hard to look in this current gaming sphere and i know this is a game that's really aimed at casuals you're filthy you're filthy casual what are you doing down there moving the cord that you apparently knocked out i, I did not knock a cord out now you blaming blaming <laughs> everything on me what's uh, new victim blaming um anyway yeah it's just one of those things when you're looking at something like this it's really hard to look in, and say why would any company who understands what's going on in gaming right now at least in terms of the people who may have a good enough chance at really hurting you and, and that being the people who are, are actually very vocal on social media they could see this and, and we actually see that they understand now when it's too late <laughs> they might well, I mean, they know something because they at least understand the fervor they were going to get, right? Because well, they maybe, removed the video. Maybe they realized they should have re- – because the game's – is it out? No, not yet. So maybe they should have realized that they released this after the game has come out. <laughs> that might be what it was. Yeah. <laughs> because you put that in the game blatantly. You don't care what people are going to say about you because you know for a fact. It comes out September 6th, so just a couple of days Five away. Five days from now. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but that's – Oops, spoil the day we're recording on. Oops. Immersion broken. Bang, bang. It doesn't matter. We always say it ends up being the Sunday now as we've gotten a little closer to the date. But, you know, I I, I guess my kind of closing thing here is that it feels like we're in a point where I wonder if this is almost a battle, right? This feels like a step too far. But is this a a point where they're trying to show (laughs) it's a war, son? But is this... Is this publishers trying to push back and not let the narrative about microtransactions being bad? Are they not wanting to cede any ground in the hopes that they can go through and do this thing of they want to make it to where there's a future where no one double questions microtransactions at all? And you can do that by slowly chipping away. Yeah. But if that is their goal, this is a very bad way to move forward in that. You know, you need to slowly bump your way up into that. You don't need to just come out with a trailer I almost wonder if the person who did this in marketing was fired. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe and after this, they I, were like, who the hell thought this was a good I idea? I really think they might have jumped the gun early. I really think that this might have been a trailer they had. They had two trailers or three trailers, and they were supposed to make a launch trailer. If I'm being dead honest with you, I would have never put this out of the trailer. I mean, Even if I was at true. the company, and as I am, not agreeing with microtransactions, but being like, hey, the company, the company says we have to have it in the game, I would be the person in marketing going, but that does not mean that we need to show it because the, you're immediately... person in marketing is not an executive who's making this money, though. That is true as well. And even the people in marketing who may have advised against it, the person who's, a, who's a, one of the upper head, like, oh, we don't care. This is what we said we want. It's all we margin. Want. It's all profits. Yeah. But I guess for me, it just comes down to feeling like, I don't understand how they thought this was a good idea. It's and we said that a and lot about a lot of things. You know? I think it's out of touch. I think that's what it is. But why don't you guys let us know what you think it is in the comments below for our next community's take. Why do you think they did this? And add on. I'll let you, I'll let you do no, it. No, it's fine. But I mean, you can say that. Do you think it's a good, or a good idea or a bad idea? But more importantly, does something like this affect the way that you see about viewing games. Even if you had no no interest in 2K, say that something very similar to this was happening in like Borderlands 3. Is this something that would very much change the way that you view the game? Or do you feel like this is part, 
and parcel of a side thing, which is the My Team program, and doesn't mess with the core part of the game enough to where you don't really care. It's also, there, are we horribly but, mistaken on all of this? Could this stuff just be harmless fun in the game? Maybe. And Are we looking at it too close of a lens? You guys let us know. We'll ask the question up. We'll put it up on Wednesday. I did a little bad this week and put it up last night instead. But hey, We got replies. What? Look at there. We got replies. We got enough like we normally do. And as everybody <laughs> knows, guys. we can't get to everybody. But thank you, everyone. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Oh, you still there? I'm still in there. Y'all have a good one. I <laughs> Thanks forgot. to patrons uh, Dan Barber, Josh Jarrell, Matthew Green. My name is Dan Douglas Below, Sean Santarude, Eric McAllister, Matt Sycamore, Funk Turkey, who was on our episode of Dickish at Best. Go check that out. If you're a patron, it'll be up Monday for anybody who else is not. Shadowist, Steven Salazar, The Stoner, Travis Below, Eduardo Palomino, Stefan Swanlin, Coy Live, Philip LeGuerre, Corey Hickerson, Brian, Donovan Williams, William Digital Spooker, Derek Porter, Josh Ayers, Brandon Edwards, Sean One Neo, Tyler Powers, and Dylan Kirby. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Nartech. Thank you.